Welcome back, everyone, to episode 11 of the Nosebleeds podcast. I got Brandon Crowley to my left. Hello. Colin Martin to my right. Hello. And we are finally back after a couple weeks of being absent. It's good to be back in the, in the stew. Uh, we got some many things to talk about today, including MLB, NHL, NFL, and NBA. So let's get right into it, Colin. All right. So this is our first episode back after the NFL draft. So that being said, we're going to start with the NBA, get through that stuff before we spend a lot of time talking about the draft. Uh, NBA, one of the big headlines right now is LeBron's comments on the play-in tournament. If you don't know, the play-in tournament is implemented by the NBA for the 7, 8, 9, and 10 seed. Uh, they all play games against each other to clinch the playoff spot instead of the traditional 1 through 8 uh, in each conference. Uh, earlier on, it was implemented in the bubble because of scheduling restrictions, but they decided to keep it this year, mostly for viewership. Uh, last year, LeBron was known to be a really big supporter of it, and this year he's caught some criticism because he's really switched up his opinion on it. He now says um, that the person that made it should be fired, and you know he's got a lot of backlash for that. But also, a lot, some people are agreeing with this point because you know a lot of people are two ways on it. So I guess the best way to go is to get straight into it. Banning, how do you feel about it? Can I go first? Sure. All right. So the reason he said it last year is because he got his Mickey Mouse ring. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you guys, Mickey Mouse ring because he's a LaBum. And this year he's in the sixth seed and he's going to have to play in it. And he doesn't want to lose to who, the Pelicans, if they're playing, who's, who's in it? Trailblazers or something? Yeah, it's going to be more like, yeah, Trailblazers will probably be around there. Maybe the Mavericks. Yeah, and then when he will probably lose first round to them or the first two games in them. You think Lakers are out? If, yes, if I they're think in the they're play, play, play playing tournament. I think they will. I mean, if that does happen, Adam Silver is going to be pissed. It's not good for the business if LeBron's on the playoffs. You saw the first year in Los Angeles when he was hurt. It's not good for numbers. But, I mean, yeah, I see what you're saying. How about you, Ben? I mean, I said a month ago when we talked about this, I thought it was kind of stupid that the 10th and the 9th seed even have a shot in uh, being in the playoffs. I think it was fine before. I don't know why you have to go and change it. There's, uh, I don't think there's any good reason to besides money. Like, Do you like it? <laughs> I, I just said <laughs> I no. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think it's bad. I mean, I guess I can see where LeBron's coming from because now he's in a position where he might have to be in it. But I mean, I feel like if he was also the three seed, he'd probably say the same thing because last year, I feel... I think last year, I don't think anyone had a problem with it, but this year, it just doesn't make sense. I think it's a different last year, too. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't think they should have kept it, to be honest. But that being said... It's funny how I, I don't think LeBron would have said this if he was one of the top seeds. And it's not his fault. Him and AD have both been hurt most of the year. So. Yeah, and fault. AD's washed. <laughs> All right. He has been. They, Ever been since hurt. he came into the league, he's been washed. Right. So is LeBron. All right. LeBron. Uh, anyways, I just I don't love the idea of a playing tournament. It's interesting for sure. It's definitely good for ratings. You know, like... The guy that's not really watching many NBA games, it's definitely more interesting to watch like a do-or-die sort of game instead of just like the end of a regular season. Yeah. But, I mean, I, I don't think they should stick with it, but I think LeBron's criticism, I see why people are calling it two-faced because he was one of the main supporters last year, and I'm sure that's why they brought it back this year because whether they admit it or not, NBA cares a lot about what LeBron says. Yeah. So now that he's switched his opinion on it, it's funny to see if that's going to continue forward. I personally, not a big fan well, of it. They said they are planning on keeping yeah. it forever. So. It, it, it could definitely be interesting, but I think it kind of... I think it's interesting to watch, but just doesn't make any sense. If you're a team yeah. that's like the sixth seed all year and you slip into the eight on a bad losing streak, you still earn that eight seed in my head. Yeah. So if you're still in that little... To NBA is such a long season. Teams go through ups and downs. And if you're in a down and you happen to have a bad matchup against that ninth seed, but you played better all year, I don't think it's really fair. But yet again, numbers, ratings, for its intensive purpose, it does the right thing. I mean, you could be the seventh seed and not make the playoffs, and the tenth seed could make it in order. Yeah. And that's good for the tenth seed, but it's, yeah, they shouldn't even... So much is all about yeah. matchups, and it's like, if you play like the tenth seed, you should beat the tenth seed, yeah. in my opinion. And I mean, in like especially in like the East, the tenth seed is so far... Yeah, exactly. From away from the seventh seed, there's yeah. probably what like a five, six game difference right now. Yeah, well, I mean, teams. if the tenth seed makes it and the seventh seed doesn't, um, it's just matchups. But the tenth seed will get smacked by yeah. the second seed. It makes it's definitely more fun for the first round, but it kind of ruins the second round sometimes. Uh, so now let's just look at like the top three contenders from each uh, conference. Uh, 
just who we think as the season is finally in that final playoff push. Not necessarily the top three seeds, but who are the three teams that from each side that we really think can be in that finals conversation? All right. So uh, for me personally, I think the East is kind of, I think that one's kind of solidified with the top three teams, the Nets, the Sixers, and the Bucks. And I think it's interesting to look at because Milwaukee's been so good recently and they're still three and a half games out. And their defense is really good compared to like, I mean, Philly's defense is good. Their offense depends on the night really, but they're more of a defensive team. The Bucks, they kind of have a defense and offense going for them. And then Brooklyn is kind of just an offensive team. So it'll be interesting to see how that matches up. I think Milwaukee's out of the first seed conversation, but I think especially for the Sixers, they need to get that first seed so they can not so they wouldn't have to play against Brooklyn and then Milwaukee or vice versa especially for them being like the best home team in the past two years and then having one of the worst away records in the past two years they really need to have home court advantage here at the whole playoffs yeah I actually don't think the Bucks can even be the first seed they'd have to win out and the Nets and Sixers would have to lose out which would be tough but I mean how many games are left I think 19, they could 18. possibly be in second. There's like eight yeah, there's at like, most. Oh, there's only what, what's well, left? There, There is only eight. There's seven, yeah. It's only 72 games oh, this yeah, season, right, and most teams right. are like at that 64 that's range. Right. Yeah. And I think for the West, um, I think I think Utah, Phoenix, and the Clippers right now, I still like the Clippers. Uh, I don't... It's weird having the Lakers not be in there. I think the Lakers could like move themselves into there obviously with uh the boys coming back um especially i think it depends really how good the team plays because they got better players but the team got worse in my opinion last year they had the right players like i mean if you ask someone would you rather have rondo or dennis schroeder you would obviously say dennis schroeder but in the playoffs i think i would rather have rondo every single day yeah and i think out of those three i still think Utah is probably the best team overall. I'm kind of concerned about Phoenix just because they've been really good in the regular season, but we don't know how they'll be in the playoffs. And I think the Clippers are finally living up to their potential with the claw and PG 13% there. <laughs> yeah. All right, Cam, how about you? Um, for the East, um, I think it's, for the three contenders, I think it's uh, Philadelphia, Brooklyn, and Longshot here. I think the Knicks. I... You guys clown me all you want, but Knicks, they have been on fire lately. Like, no one's stopping them. Tatum, you're not stopping them. 12 of the Giannis, last 13. You're not stopping them. Harden, KD, Kyrie, you're not stopping them. But, like, this Knicks team, they finally found what they've been looking for for the past 10 years. And. Is there more than that? Like, <laughs> yeah. the whole. Since Patrick Ewan. Yeah. <laughs> and they finally found it, and it's only up from here. And I think the next five years, you're going to see them end this conversation. Do you think they won a finals in the next five years? Yeah, I think they yeah. will. I think they will. How about the West? And then the West, I agree with Banning. I think it's Utah, Denver, and Clippers. I think the Clippers finally found what they wanted in uh, Kawhi and PG-13,000. Um, <laughs> the man PG. <laughs> blah, blah. Uh, I really think Denver is going to kind of fall down a bit, but um, I think they won't. I think they'll make like, they'll probably move down to the fourth or something, but I don't think they'll play in the play-in. Yeah, I don't think I don't think they can play. <laughs> no, no, but I think they they'll already, drop. They already clinched the playoffs. Yeah, but I think it, it's definitely going to be fun. The last couple of ten games. Yeah. yeah, I think I I have really similar opinions to you guys. Uh, in the in the East, Sixers, Nets, Bucks. I, those are my teams. I think. Oh, that's what I said. Yeah, I really like the Bucks. That's what I said. <laughs> I do really like the Bucks. Which but, team did you not say? Did you not say the Nets? I didn't say the Bucks. Oh, okay. Uh, I do like the Bucks defense, especially in playoff runs, is really important. And Middleton, he's always been a plus defender, but he's really stepping up this year, which is underrated because it's not his best offensive season ever. But on defense, he's playing well. Giannis, you know what he gives you, and that whole team surrounding them. I love Drew Holiday's yeah, he gives defense. You, uh, choking in the playoffs. <laughs> yep. He still plays good defense though. And the addition of Drew Holiday is one of the biggest ones for a playoff push. Uh, yeah, the Nets doesn't have to be said. They have the most firepower and the Sixers have played as the best cohesive team this year and if he played the whole season Embiid would be the MVP right now so they have the best overall player this year even if he doesn't win the award uh, and out west uh, my opinions kind of shift 
I love the Jazz as a regular season squad, but in the playoffs, I, I don't see them having the guy. Because in the regular season, Gobert, and yeah, we're just talking about defense, you know, great defender, but I don't think he's, he's not a go-to guy on offense. And Donovan Mitchell, he just has a lack of playoff experience more than anything. They have a couple sharpshooters with, you know, Bogdanovich, and Conley's played really well, but I don't love that Jazz team in the playoffs. Right. That being said, I got the Suns. I know Mr. They Joe. <laughs> yeah. Don't sleep on the boy Joe. True. Uh, the Suns, uh, they're inexperienced. Joe Ingles. Yep. Yeah. He's balding. <laughs> he's also balling. Yeah. He's balding and balling. I like the Suns team, even though they're inexperienced. They play really well together. And Chris Paul, you know, he doesn't have the best playoff luck, but, you know, he's ready. Top five point card all time. I would agree. Yeah. yeah. I would put him, him at five. I'd put him at five, yeah. Yeah. And I like the Nuggets. No, Jamal Murray sucks, but they've played better without him, which just shows the team chemistry because, obviously, Jamal Murray is one of the a plus point guard in the league. Yeah. And Clippers. Yeah, uh, but he's out. I know. That's what I'm saying. But without him, they're 9-1 and one, or 8-2. and two. Clippers, they're my, as of right now, my favorite side of the West. I had the Nuggets for a long time. but it's, That's what I'm saying. It, it's, it's hard without Jamal Murray to still have him up there, even if I think they're still going to be good. Clippers right now, though, they're the four seed. I mean, as of right now, they'd have to play the Lakers in the first round. By the end of the season, that's probably going to be more like a Mavericks Trailblazers. I think they have a pretty decently fair road to the finals, even as a four seed. Especially if PG-13,000. Watch them watch go up 40 points a game. Paul George has had an amazing year, and people just like to clown him because he has a stupid, like he throws something off the backboard well, every I, once in a I while. Saw, I saw a thing where it's like LeBron's first game back, and he threw it at the ref. And it was like, yeah. if PG did that, he would get flamed for the rest of his career. Yeah, exactly. So true. I mean, yeah, PG gets clowned. He's played amazing this year. Kawhi, what, I mean, his whole persona is being quiet. He's obviously been quiet this year. You see Except him? For, he listens yeah. to Young Boy. Him, he's producing something with Young Boy and Rod Wave. That's crazy. But that's also dope. Shout out Kawhi, one of my favorite players. And he's played great all year. And the surrounding guys, you know, they just have that dog energy with the role players. And <laughs> Pat Bev. And yeah, it works. I like the Clippers coming out of the West for sure. Yeah. Um, I think before we move on to the next topic, I want to bring up the Knicks. Um, I, I was just wondering why you think the Knicks are better than the Bucks or have a better chance than the Bucks. I think because you see year after year the Bucks are trash in the playoffs. And I... I so you think they'll choke in the playoffs? Yeah. You know the Knicks don't know what the playoffs are, right? Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't matter, dude. You think the Knicks... Ne- they this- still can win. The Cubs did it. Yeah. <laughs> we don't even care. The, the Patriots did it. When they first got Tom... When the, Tom Brady came in, they did it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I see what the Knicks saying. can do it. I see what you're saying. You think, you think Julius Randle's going to put the whole Julius team on his Randall back? I think Julius Randle can put the team on his back. All right. And bring them... To a championship. So you think as the four seed, they could beat the Sixers as the one seed right now? That's what With a little it. bit of luck? Yes. <laughs> yes, Ben Simmons misses three. Joel Embiid literally gets touched and he starts crying. Yes. And he draws the foul and makes both free throws. <laughs> no, you'll miss because I'll, I'll be there. You think Mitchell Robinson can handle Embiid? Or he's going to get 40 dropped on his head every time? Nope. It's or Nerlens Noel. It'll be 45. I mean, actually, no joke, Nerlens Noel. He's not good. he's not a great player, but defensively he's yeah. a good matchup for Embiid. That Knicks team's interesting. I'm not as high on them, but I mean they've been playing crazy. Well, you cannot sleep on the Knicks. Yeah, I wouldn't put them as these finals contenders, but people are saying that it's just kind of a fraud. That's not true. They play really well, and shout out Tom Thibodeau. I didn't have a ton of respect for Thibodeau as a coach, but just based on his minutes distribute, you know how he distributes yeah. them, but. Yeah. This year, he's proven that he's really talented at the position. And, you yeah. know, you look at these games, too. Like, they play against the top seeds, and they lose, but they only lose by, like, three. And they're beating good teams, too. Yeah, they're, they're not being really good teams, too. They're not just in a weak part of their schedule. It's not their yeah. strongest part ever, but they're beating good teams yeah. along this way. Like yeah. the uh, like the um, Rockets, they're being good teams. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, when the Sixers beat them by 20, though. Yeah, I know. That's it was an off night, all right? It was you, an off night. You buddy. see games yeah, like Sixers because they, they beat us out. <laughs> All right. Uh, I think uh, they lost twenty yeah. to the Bucks. Yeah. Also, uh, going on to our next subject, we talked about uh, Chris Paul being a top five point guard. Something that uh, came out today that's kind of interesting. Uh, people are saying Russell Westbrook. They would take him over AI's career. Um, uh, I'll let 
Cam start because I already know. Yeah, we know how, how I this feel about going. this. All right, all right. <laughs> I think. Wait, wait, wait. Hold up. Before we start, we're we talking career like numbers, or are we talking about like actual just like whole career? All right, like, we're talking saying like whole career. They, whole would career. You, yeah, is Russell Westbrook better than Allen Iverson? I feel like it's kind of hard because comparing the times. I mean, comparing I, it's like ten years off. Yeah. yeah. Well, still a lot has changed. I think the hardest part is that they play totally differently. Yeah, that's the only thing. But that's tough. I mean, you can keep going on that camera. But... Um, I mean, I think historically and record-wise, Russ holds that. But as just an absolute dog, I think Allen Iverson just holds holds that as well. I think Allen Iverson has really put pretty much every team he's been on on his back with no help. Um. That final team he had was awful. The second yeah. best player was Eric Snow. And yeah. shout out to him because I remember his name, but it's tough too sometimes. Yeah. yeah. And I think Russ, most of his career, he's had one or two good players with him. Yeah, usually. So I love Russ, but I mean, I, I think I'd take Allen Iverson, truly, because I think he's a top three point guard of all time. Who? Allen Iverson. Oh. He, yeah, he ran ran the two, ran the one. Yeah, yeah I, I would guard. consider him more yeah. of a shooting, shooting guard. guard yeah. yeah, it's what he's like. He did both. Yeah, he's, he's, he was a small shooting guard. He handled the rock a lot. Uh, one thing, I don't know. I think it totally depends what you look at in a career. Because I mean, personally, I like Allen Iverson a lot more than Russell Westbrook. But there's no doubting that Russell Westbrook, the stuff he does, people haven't it's, seen. It's crazy. Yeah, people haven't seen anything like I mean, it you before. You see stat line the other night: twenty four. It's just yeah. 21 rebounds. Yeah, he's 14 it's, points. And no one, points. And it's a point guard. And no one cared yeah. either. It's just he has these stat lines all the time, and he has... It's become normal now. Yeah, I, he's not one of those guys that will be like on the Mount Rushmore basketball or yeah. anything, but he really has changed the game. Yeah. And Allen Iverson, from an outside standpoint, he changed he changed fashion as a whole, which is yeah. like a weird thing to mention, but he not even in the NBA in general. He was so monumental where I'd still have to lean towards AI, but stats-wise, I mean, it's all really these triple-double seasons, I mean, Russell Westbrook has had more impressive stat lines, I think, his whole career compared to Allen Iverson. Yeah. Since he started being one of those guys, you know, that consistently started and got good minutes. Yeah. Since then, stat lines are crazy. But as a whole career, I guess I still got to pick AI. It's a weird thing. It's a bold thing to say, for sure. Yeah. It gets people talking. Especially from a guy like Kendrick Perkins. Yeah, true. I mean, personally, I would take P.G. Tucker's career over Kendrick Perkins, but... <laughs> I would, too. Got more I mean, I think Russell Westbrook hasn't done the thing that AI has done. AI took, I would say, probably the second worst team of all time to the finals. That's probably the second worst finals team ever. Besides behind the, the 07 Cavs. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean... That the, LeBron, that was yeah. crazy. I, Matumbo was... Like a good defensive player, but he was like 36. Yeah, he was he, old, old. No one else could score on that team, and I think if AI played now, I think he would definitely average like more points. I would feel like he would probably be more like Trey Young, obviously without Trey Young's fouling, because AI wouldn't do that. He wouldn't go that low. Nah. But I think it's it is kind of hard to compare them because even though they did play like more recent than like someone like Jordan, that like. 2001 to 2010 era those games were kind of like Steph Curry compared to now is very low scoring like a 90 to 80 game would be considered like high scoring at that point I mean anything in the hundreds is high scoring back then anything in the hundreds now yeah if it's not over 110 you're like "Eh, all right well that was a game I saw someone clowning like a 98 to 86 game it was like Pacers magic or something or someone's like man they cannot score I'm thinking about a game where Allen Iverson early in his career it's like that's a game yeah. You I know, think, I think Russ has better defense and playmaking ability, and I think AI has better like scoring ability and clutch genes. I think. Yeah, I mean AI. I mean that's what happens when you have a great jumper, yeah. and it's obviously such a basic thing people look at, but it's it's obviously one of the biggest parts of the game. And AI, he was smooth. He could score. He's, in my opinion, a top five scorer of all time, yeah. and that's not super debated on. But Westbrook. You know, yeah. he can do more of everything, but AI might just be the better player. Better, just how yeah. it is, yeah. yeah. I, th- I mean, I still think AI. He was a great passer too, averaging just over six assists per game yeah. in his career. Oh yeah, he was he was a great point guard. And but, I mean, and he, they ran him at yeah. the two just because of his yeah. scoring ability. Yeah, shout out to both of them. It's it's a weird comparison, but I mean, both of them. Uh, Iverson was hated in his time. Russell Westbrook gets hated on a lot now. But, you know, people have learned to respect Iverson a ton, and I feel like that's going to be the same sort of storyline for Westbrook. And once he retires, give it some time. 
Yeah. People are going to look back on Westbrook's stat lines. They're, if he doesn't want to win, oh, I mean, I think this is his ring. fourth season out of the past five averaging. Is it third or fourth season out of the past five averaging a triple-double? I think it's two? third. Yeah, it, it's one of I those. Think it's, it's either, yeah. either so the crazy. fact that we're forgetting is the craziest yeah. part because it's like, that's monumental. The yeah. fact that he's not recognized more for it is... Yeah, you haven't seen anything insane. like it since Oscar Robertson. Yeah. And it's literally the modern day. I think day. the last thing that I saw about him was the Nipsey Hustle one. Yeah. Yeah, that was two years ago. Was yeah. that 2020? Yeah. 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 Shout out Westbrook. Yeah. Uh, I love you. <laughs> hey, next year, buddy. Next year. Uh, Against the Knicks. They're winning the finals next year. The Knicks? No. Uh, the Wizards? The Wizards. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, another note we had down. Uh, we can touch on this one quickly because we already looked at some of the playoffs. Uh, okay. Do we consider the Mavericks a real contender? Uh, right now, just to put some perspective, the Mavericks are 36 and 28. That's the sixth seed right now. They're pretty close to jumping the Lakers, especially since LeBron isn't really playing right now and AD still on some minutes restrictions. Uh, how do we feel about the Mavericks? I mean, they move up and they have some tough matchups ahead of them, but right now they had to play the Nuggets. Nuggets are all hurt. Are they a team that can make a run? It's just, we hear a lot of that in the media right now with how good Luke is playing, like usual. And that Porzingis is in a stretch right now where he's picking it up a little. Yeah, how are we feeling? Um, I think personally right now against the Nuggets, I think they could probably beat the Nuggets. I think uh, Luka's got that in him. Last year we saw they went to seven games with the Clippers, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah they went to seven. He had that. I mean, Luka is probably one of the most, if not the most clutch player in the league right now. They give him... I mean, he has a lot of opportunities to shoot game-winning shots just because his games are close. But, I mean, I think I've seen more game-winners than, like, missed game-winners yeah. from him. No, yeah, Luka, he, in the big moment, he's definitely ready to shoot. Yeah. And that's what happens when, literally since age 16, people let you shoot the game-winner. Yeah. He's used to it. I mean, he's been a professional for that long, and I feel like people forget that. Yeah. Yeah. How do you feel, Cam? Any thoughts on the Mavericks? I mean... I think they can definitely go for a low run, but I don't think they're going to go deep into the playoffs. I think they've just had a bad season, and I just think just a tough season all around. And, you know, you don't really see them going that super far into the playoffs usually the past couple years. But Luka's doing really good as he is past couple seasons, but I think next year he'll really, if he gets, he just needs one more player. And that's, I've been saying that the past couple years too. Like, if Luka just gets one more player, yeah. it, it's it's... It's crazy. Yeah. I mean, that was who Porzingis was supposed to be. Yeah. yeah. Those injuries really changed his career trajectory yeah. a lot. But it's kind of weird to think about what player they need because, I mean, I think you have Porzingis there and then you have Luka there and then there's not really like a third like position. Like you can, you could go out and get a good point guard, but Luka yeah. can already play point guard. See, the thing is for me, I always feel like they got Porzingis and it was a good trade just because they didn't give up too much, all things considered. I feel like they needed more of an like a center. Center. Yeah. They needed someone in the pick and roll because Luca runs that pick and roll so well. Por Por Porzingis, even though he can space the floor, whenever I watch the games, he doesn't run the pick and roll almost ever. They throw Dwight Powell in there to do it, which is all right. He's fine, but a really good center. And like obviously he sucks right now, but a guy that plays like prime Andre Drummond would really, really work with Luca in my opinion. I don't know who that guy is right now. I would have really liked to see Jared Allen there. I don't know how that would have worked with money or anything, but he's a type of player. And I he's think even someone like Carl Anthony Towns. Yeah, exactly. I think well, that, that would be been better. That would be yeah. awesome. But a guy like Jared Allen is someone I can imagine them getting while keeping Porzingis on the roster. That front court with Luca, they keep a guy like Tim Hardaway Jr. They can play Brunson. I don't care. That's a team I like a little more. I think a big center, or I guess a more, you know, if they can get someone that can really score off the win. I don't know yeah. how they do that, but. That would also be nice. I don't know. Personally, right now, I don't see the Mavericks making out the first round. Yeah. I think they need yeah. to be the four seed. I mean, they play in Dallas. They're allowed to have fans at their games. So that's definitely a game changer if they get one of those top four seeds and get the home court advantage. But I don't know. I don't see them making out the first, even though they're a good team. I right think now. they're in the same spot there with, with Dirk. I think Luka will eventually win a ring based on like him just putting the whole team on his back. Yeah. Just like Dirk did at some point. But, but that, that I, being said, Dirk still had the guys. He had Sean Marion, yeah. you know. I yeah. think they'll get yeah. solid players yeah. at some point, but I just, don't think they're there yet. Yeah, exactly. Luca can be the number one guy. He doesn't need a sidekick number two. He yeah. just needs a team, yeah. you know. Yeah. I think he, yeah, he would definitely benefit more from having a good team rather than yeah. a good number two next to him. Yeah, agree. All right. Uh, we want to move on to the NFL draft now. We good? All right. Uh, yeah, let's just go straight into it. Uh, 
probably easily the biggest part of the episode. Uh, it might be the last thing we talk about. Yeah, I don't know. We're we're gonna be talking about it. Uh, yeah. So the NFL draft it happened a couple days ago. We all watched it together, and it's very exciting. Yeah, we saw a lot of things going on. We saw some teams trade up. We saw yeah. some teams trade down. We saw some um, fans get very excited about picks. Some other fans weren't so excited. Uh, so yeah, we watched the draft. Two Pats fans, a Giants fan, and a Broncos fan. And a lot of distress about all their picks. They've grown on us, I think, all of us, actually. Yeah, but Especially someone to my in front of me. <laughs> you post, like, eight things about... You do up to He's the boy. Yeah. <laughs> like, eight things a day. It's like, chill out, buddy. Yeah, he's the boy. <laughs> you sleep with him? Like, jeez. <laughs> Sorry, you can't post about Mac Jones. <laughs> <laughs> actually, I will when he wins the Super Bowl. So. Oh. Sorry, right. you can't this post year. about Mac Jones. <laughs> Uh-huh. All right. Uh, so first thing, I think uh, we're eventually going to talk about our favorite and least favorite picks of the draft, and also we're going to talk about some other stuff along those lines. Maybe like teams you think drafted well. But I think the easiest way to start out with that, while we plan that out, is just look through the draft and break down the picks in order. Not everyone. No one has time for that. But just the you know the ones that not everyone saw coming. So I mean, one and two, Lawrence and Wilson. We saw that. Three, the 49ers decided to go with Lance instead of Mac Jones. And, I mean, Ben, if you just want to talk real quick about why that was the right decision. Um, I've, I've been saying this. I mean, when we first started the podcast, really, that was kind of the first. Our first episode, we talked about the three major quarterbacks. I said uh, I like Justin Fields not as much as I like Trey Lance, but I still think Justin Fields is better than Mac Jones. I think I always kind of like Trey Lance more than Justin Fields. I don't really know why Justin Fields didn't wasn't an option in this spot, but I guess they didn't really like him. I think Trey Lance is the guy. I think this is an A-plus pick. I think it's the perfect spot for Trey Lance. Yeah, I think it's great. It, 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 it was the guy. Place, yeah. And, uh, yeah, so pitch one four. Uh, Cam, I wanted to ask you, because you know a lot about this one. Uh, five, Jamar Chase went to the Bengals. You were very strong on them taking an O-lineman. Now that the draft is concluded, how do you feel about this pick? The same way? Um, I mean, I think it's good, but I still think they could have Sewall. Yeah. I mean, I, I I mean, I'm surprised he dropped to seventh, honestly, but I mean, you see um, your QB, Burrow, get torn his ACL in the first game, and he, he's your franchise quarterback for the next 15 years. He's going to be your guy, and he specifically said to get an O-line for him, and everyone's saying it. You know everyone's saying it, and you get him a wide receiver. I mean... I get it. It's good. It's his guy from college, and I'm sure they're going to do very good down the road. But I don't know. I mean, time will tell. But Yeah. Uh, I'm definitely co- going to come back to the pick later when we talk about some of our favorite or least favorite picks. Uh, it, it's not either one of those, but it falls in. I'm going to be talking about that a little. Uh, yeah, so I mean, moving through it, Jalen Waddle, Dolphins, Sewell goes to the Lions, Horn goes a little early to the Panthers, Sertan... Uh, Devante, and then the next big one that surprised a lot of people, but a lot I think 99% of people think was a really good move. The Bears trade up with the Giants to pick 11. They trade their first round next year and their second round this year, and like a fourth is that what it ended up being? The third, I think. Yeah, and they go up to number 11 to take Justin Fields, who was slipping down the board a little. Uh, I think we can all speak on this one. I think this was easily one of the best picks of the draft. The Bears traded up, and they traded a lot. The Giants definitely. Stole, got, I think the Giants the, stole that. The Giants got a lot back, but I mean, if Justin Fields is what we think he can be, you got to do what you got to do. The Bears, yeah. I mean, sorry Andy Dalton, but the Bears got the guy. Where are you saying sorry to Andy Dalton? He's going to be the they, starting they quarterback. Told, yeah, they said he's going to be starting quarterback. <laughs> you see that thing they posted 15 straight posts about Justin Fields? <laughs> yeah. Uh, shout out the Bears. They gave up a lot. Also, shout out the Giants because if they weren't, I really gonna... think no one saw that coming. Yeah, I, mean, I no one. I didn't think they'd. They probably didn't even think they'd have a chance. <laughs> no. So I mean, good for them. It's a good pick. Yeah. I mean, it's a really good fit too. He's, honestly, I think. he's he's ready. Uh, Micah Parsons went to the Cowboys. Uh, Rashawn Slater. I'm gonna talk about this one real quick. Uh, Thirteen. One of the best value picks of the draft. Uh, Rashawn Slater. Day one will probably be a better lineman than Sewell. And the Chargers are in a position where it's like you gotta you gotta block for Justin Herbert. Yeah, you know yeah. he's one of the best young QBs in the league. Get him his protection, if not the best. Yeah, Slater could have gone in a lot of drafts. This is a top five player right there, just because yeah. tackle talent. 
And he slips to 13 in this draft. Uh, Chargers didn't have to move around the board to get him. I think that's a really great pick. Yeah, I wanted to talk about Micah Parsons real quick. Yeah, talk about that. I think that was the first. Um, out of the top picks, I think I saw Trey Lance going third. I think it was interesting to see J.C. Horn go early, but I think we the I I think if they didn't get Justin Fields, they were definitely going to get him. Yeah. But I think Micah Parsons going at 12 to the Cowboys was kind of the biggest surprise. Like, first, this was probably the first surprise, but just to see the team that already has a very good linebacking core to get another good guy, yeah. when I feel like they have a lot of other needs, and there was, I think, better players that fit them. Like, I think they would have been better off with Slater, even though Parsons, I think, is a better player. But he did have some uh, character issues, so Jerry Jones had to call him up. He <laughs> said, you're a good football player, so we'll take you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's... it's not another... Uh... What are we talking like? You know who I'm talking about? Greg Hardy. Yeah, a lot of the Cowboys. The Cowboys run through them. Yeah, Michael Parsons will be in the UFC. Give him a couple years. The guy uh, on Tennessee just went to the Dolphins. Oh, the O lineman. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, shit, I don't even remember his name. He got straight for a seventh. Yeah. I don't have my protected seventh. Yeah, I don't think Michael Parsons nah. will have any issues. At yeah, all. No. I, think I think he'll be all right. I go smart enough. Yeah, especially him and Van Der Esch, That's gonna be and Jalen Smith. Yeah. yeah when he stops being hurt, Jalen yeah. Smith is one of the better linebackers in the league, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, Vera Tucker, 14, good guard. Uh, Mac Jones, 15, we had to talk about it. Uh, me he Cam- could be the next Tom Brady or he Cam- could be the next bum? A little different. Uh, both of us were kind of stressing the pick. Uh, I saw the news on Instagram right before they said it live, which just made me feel worse when they said it. <laughs> uh, me and Banning talk about this all the time, and Cam knows all about it. I, I hate Mac Jones. I I don't think he's... <laughs> and a, we've been talking about yeah, this like forever. three months before the draft. Of too. course, he's a patriot. Uh, yeah, I just felt like a lot of pain. And it's like you knew it, you knew it was coming too. You know, the Patriots, they needed... But I think there was hope. There was they, hope that it wouldn't. And then yeah. you saw the Bears yeah. trade off. Yeah, <laughs> I know. We Once saw the I Bears, Bears trade off. And where did me... me uh, uh, I was, I was like, screaming oh, at them to trade with the Panthers, the Patriots. They needed to. Or even the Giants. But why would the Giants do that? You know, fuck the Patriots. That's what they say. But I mean, I, <laughs> I hate Mac Jones. What was your last Super Bowl ring? Uh, when they beat the Patriots. <laughs> <laughs> and before that is when they beat the Patriots. <laughs> I gotta be honest. Uh, yeah, he fits the system. You can't be mad about the system fit. You can't be mad at the position taken. They picked the right position and good system yeah. fit. They just picked someone that's kind of sucks. Well, you so never know. I hope he get no. You never I re- know. I really. Tom hope- Brady sucked in college, and now he's. Well, I re- well, yeah, yeah. I have a little bit of hope that Mac Jones will fit in the system. He seems like he really wants he's to be. He seems like he really wants to be in New England. So I guess this will prove how great Belichick's I system mean, is. You can see the way he waddles. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I think he's a system quarterback. The system was having the best receivers in the country with the best offensive yeah, line, with the, the with the best coach, with the best running like, back, with the best defense. Yeah, exactly. That's I the saw system. the meme. It's like when Mac Jones uh, doesn't see his receivers 20 yards past the cornerback. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because we have no wide receivers. Yep. Who? Uh, well, besides. It's going to hit Aguilar. Well, you yeah, have a lot of tight ends. Henry, yeah, tight yeah. ends, but that's it. I mean, Sean and we yeah. were watching the highlights. They put it. Wow, we didn't really see the highlights. We really saw when he overthrew they, they the yeah, two There's fish. two good highlights, and everyone, everything else was overthrown or interceptions. Yeah, I know. That was it. Yeah. Anyways, uh, I hope he fits in the system. You know, I'm a Pat- I think this is the best fit yeah. for him. I'm yeah. a Pats fan. I want him to do good. I just don't have high hopes, and I hope I'm wrong. I mean, I'd rather be wrong and have the team be good than be all right about this. Yeah. Uh, all right. 16. David Collins went the Cardinals. Cool. Alex Leatherwood went to the Raiders. I mean, I think one of the worst. Well, yeah, picks. we can talk about this a little. Uh, I don't know yeah. what the hell the Raiders were doing. They were about like four tackles better than Leatherwood. Uh, yeah, he's big. That's about it. He could have taken him in the second round. Phillips, uh, Jalen Phillips went to the Dolphins, 18, one of the best edge rushers in the class. Awesome pick. Uh, Jamin Davis went to the Washington football team. I think an interesting pick. Yeah. But I think... He's been rising up draft boards. I think at that pick, that was probably their guy, so they went with him. He's just Micah Parsons light, honestly. He's just a pure interior linebacker. And here's... uh, And then Banning's boyfriend. Uh, Kadarius Toney went 20 to the Giants, which some saw as a reach, but he's got great talent. So, I mean, Banning, take it away. Yeah, I mean, got the best rapper (laughs) out of Florida right now. Uh, I think at first when they traded back, um, I 
Colin knew this. We were uh, watching it. I said I really wanted them to get Jeremiah Wusu Koromoa. We, I mean, he didn't get picked until the second round. It turns out he has a heart condition. That's why he slipped, and they didn't make that public. So we yeah. were definitely not expecting that. Yeah. So I was kind of upset at that because I was like, I thought he would go in the first round. Yeah. But then looking back at it, seeing them drafting Aziz Ojulari in the second round, I think this is a great pick. I think they could have gone offensive tackle. I mean, they didn't pick any linemen in the draft, which shows me that they're confident in the O-line. And, I mean, I guess they're confident in the O-line. So, yeah. I believe them. I mean, Kadarius Tony, I had him as my fourth best receiver. Um, I know we were talking about that a couple of days before the draft. Uh, a lot of people were... I have a post on Instagram about that, by the way. Check yep. out the Instagram. He was the fourth receiver drafted. I think he's a perfect fit for the Giants because you got Kenny Galladay. And then you can put him... He's like... I think he's... I, I mean, Bengal said it best. Yeah. He said he's probably one of the best, if not the best, after the run receivers ever that he's seen. He's just like, when he catches the ball, obviously Tyreek Hill is fast when he catches the ball, but Tony, he's fast, but he's, a he's so agile. Yeah, he's, he's insane. Yeah. All, I think, the, all the words you can think of to describe athleticism, they apply to Tony. And he's not small either, too. I mean, he's 5'11", but he's over 200 pounds. He's got a good frame. And I think... He's, he's NFL ready. Yeah, There's I think no doubt. in where he's going to play inside the slot or even on the right side, obviously you'll probably have Galladay on the left side as a big receiver. But either way, I think that's a great fit for them. Yeah. All right. Uh, not a lot much to talk about at the end of this. Uh, yeah, we got a couple, actually. Quiddy Pay went to the Colts at 21. Good edge. He had Farley's... Yeah, dropped Yeah, far, far. Farley slipped to 22 because of his injury concerns, too. But, you know, if it works out, good job for the Titans. Darisaw went to 23. Vikings got a good tackle. And then this one right here, uh, a lot of split decisions. I guess it's 24, Najee Harris to the Steelers. Just depends where you value running backs more than anything. Personally, Najee Harris, number one guy. I think we all consensus agreed on that, right? Did you have ETN? Right, ETN. Yeah. I think ETN's a better player. I think Harris is a better running back. Yeah, but I think Harris, great running back, but I think this is one of the worst picks. It's one of the worst picks of the first round, maybe aside from Leatherwood, in my opinion. Yeah. Just... You, that's a type of move. If you really need Najee, you trade into the second round. But yeah. they should have taken a tackle. They should have taken Greg Newsome, honestly. One of those guys. Yeah. I think I, on the... You're, well, you go. Yeah. Go I think... Well, I mean, I think it's... I think he could have dropped it the second round. But kind of the loss of James Conner. They kind of need a running back, so... Yeah, I mean, if he's they... A pre, he, he's a pretty good running back, too, but... If they didn't feel like they were comfortable trading down and they wanted their guy... Yeah. Najee Harris is a good running back to take, no yeah. doubt. And if, I, I won't be surprised at all if it works out. Yeah. It's just, I think their secondary is one of the worst in football. Their offensive line sucks. Yeah. But, I mean, Najee, he fills the immediate need. So, no hate on Najee. Great player. What are you saying on that? I think um, I think Najee Harris, I mean, we saw ETN go with the next pick. Yeah. I don't think ETN would have gone with the next pick if they didn't pick Harris there. I still think Harris would have been picked in the first round. I mean, I think you could have seen... Even the Ravens draft him with their second pick. I think you definitely could have seen a team like Buffalo. I had Buffalo taking him originally, or yeah. even like the Bucks. I think, mm. I think it's a, I think it's a bad pick based on where they picked him. I think they probably could have traded back and got him, but uh, they it's, had better needs that they needed. To it's the right team fit. End of the day. And like we were saying, ETN goes next to the Jaguars. I think that's a very bad thing. Yeah, it's questionable. You already got two really good running backs, and where are you going to put him? Have him sit the bench for three years? It's really high to pick a third down running back. They said that's what they're going to do with him. Okay. And it's electrifying him and Trevor Lawrence. That's yeah. that's a cool story, but I agree with that. Uh, Greg Newsom, total slip to the Browns for no good reason. I was looking if there's any medical stuff and nothing serious. He got hurt in college, but nothing pre-draft. Uh, great pick for the Browns. Didn't have to move to get him. Uh, Rashad Bateman went to the Ravens. Uh, me and Cam both had him as our fourth receiver, and he was the fifth one off the board in the draft. Uh, yeah, good player. Ravens could use one. Peyton Turner, people hate this pick because they don't know who he is. He's got a lot of potential. He's like better Greg Russo. Eric Stokes, super fast. Second fastest 40 time, or the first? I think he was the first. Yeah. I've been saying this. I thought he would go to the Jets, Yeah, and, I mean, he got drafted by the Packers. Kind of a surprise, though. I mean, with uh, the public controversy going on with Aaron Rodgers and his yeah. crybaby ways, I mean, they went with defense. 
Yeah, but I mean, I guess if Aaron's gonna be pissed either way, Eric Stokes is, uh, it's a good shot to take. Greg Rousseau, uh, Greg Rousseau is loved by some, hate by some. It really depends on the person. I think you either yeah. like him or yeah. you hate him. Yeah, he has, he's super lanky. He has a good frame. He has a good football frame. It's just if he develops the talent, you know. I don't think he'll be good. His emerge the emergence of Jalen Phillips totally screwed his draft stock. He's not even the best edge on his team last year. Yeah, Russo, I mean, originally probably top five pick. Yeah, if he could have if he could have declared last year, he would have been yeah. top five, which is crazy. And then uh, Jason Owe, or he goes by Odafe Owe too. Either way, Owe, good edge pick. I got that one right in our mock drafts, which won me the thing, which that made me feel good. But he's a good edge rusher. And uh, Joe Tryon, people don't like that pick either. He's He's going to be solid day one on a team that just won the Super Bowl. Yeah, I think it's interesting, though, to go linebacker, yeah. even defense, Yeah, honestly. I know. They could have used a weapon, but I guess I Bucks are a team in my head that would be high on Tony, but he won a lot earlier than I'm expected. Just, uh, looking through some of the draft now, and I can't believe Jets had a really good draft. Jets, the Jets. Had, I think they had, they had one of the, be the best draft. Yeah, one thing. Yeah, I think that's a good way to transition. I know it's kind of a large task to ask of you guys, but... I graded all the teams. We're not going to talk about all the teams, but I just think like a, a team anywhere from like one to three teams that you think really killed the draft. I can start, you know, but I'd say I'm going to just go three to one or I'll mention the Jets. Jets were my four. I think their draft was amazing. Uh, Miami, the, all three of these teams have an A plus draft for me. I think the Dolphins absolutely killed this draft. They just, they got... Jalen Waddle, who has potential to be the best receiver this year. They got Jalen Phillips, who is the best edge rusher this year, in my opinion. And all their later round picks, they brought in guys that I just thought were studs the whole way through. I'm super impressed with their draft. Uh, second, I had the Chargers uh, getting Slater that way is one of the best picks in the draft. And they just, they filled all their immediate needs. And number one, I have the Bears. You get Justin Fields. You trade a lot for him, but you, you're in a spot where you're not supposed to get your franchise guy and they trade up to a guy that really can fill that role. Yeah. Shout out to them. I love the Bears draft. All three of those teams killed it. Um, so not, this isn't an order, but I think the Dolphins, the Jets, and I think looking towards the future, I think the Giants had a really good draft too. Yeah. So they, they traded back. Um, they got, who'd they get? They got a first they next got, year. There is Tony and they got, yeah, but they got two first next year, right? They no, have their own, and their own. they got one. Which is really good because Giants may be bad next year and the Bears might be bad next year. So what if they get the one and two? You never, <laughs> you never know. Not to mention Aziz Ojolari. Banning yeah. said it for a second. That's one of the... That's, him and Barmore strike me as our two favorite teams. They both had two of the best second-round picks. Amazing. Except Awusu Koromo, we mentioned. He went to the Browns at, what, 54? That 52, yeah. 52, great pick. Shout out to the Browns. I think for me, um, I think the Jets, honestly, they're... Like first three, their first three rounds, I think they had the highest rating since like the Dolphins in two thousand seven or something like that. Okay. I saw that. I got Zach Wilson had the balls to just build around him. They didn't go any defense early. Yeah, I think they had a great draft. I think kind of a underrated team was the Browns. I think yeah. the Browns got a lot of good players. I think their offense has been so good and their defense has been really good. I think they just kind of needed some bench players because their team is. Like, they have a good team, but once, like, their players started to get hurt, there's really no one. Like, you have Odell, and yeah. then you know who Odell's backup is? Yeah, exactly. yeah you get, like, Donovan Peoples-Jones yeah. in there, and he's all Who's, right. Yeah, he's yeah, decent, but, but like, he still needs time, you yeah. know. So I think they had a good draft, too. I mean, there's some other teams. I think the Giants did good in the first couple rounds. After the third round, uh, they were okay. I think this year, we definitely saw... The first two, I would say probably the first three rounds, there was a lot of good talent. After that, I don't think there was very much like great talent left. Yeah. I think there were some good players like Jabril Cox kind of going. I mean, the fourth round for him. Yeah, I'd say uh, that's. And you can't forget the go. Say his name. And book. <laughs> it's book. I think, yeah. Let me show you. I'm gonna tell you guys. It's book city. He is gonna be the greatest quarterback <laughs> behind Tom Brady. Second best quarterback of all time, Ian yeah. Book. Mm -hmm. It's book time. Another interesting pick, though. Please come on the show, Ian Book. We'd love to I have him on the show. I will pay you. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll have to. <laughs> uh, Chubba Hubbard going. Yeah. I mean, he was seen as, I, I think, he was probably my favorite running back at one point in college. And then he, he was kinda, great. Yeah, ETN and Harris just had great years last year, so he fell 
down a lot. I think for the, honestly, for the Panthers, I mean, they didn't really get a quarterback this year. I think if they got Fields and they also drafted all those great offensive weapons, I think they would have had a lot better draft. I think Horn's a solid pick, but. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you guys, I don't know if this is prepared by either of you, maybe, but I'm, I want to say my three best and three worst picks of the draft. You guys can just tell me if I'm stupid or something. I don't know. Okay. My three worst. Uh, this isn't an order. Uh, I have the Raiders taking Alex Weatherwood. It just wasn't the time. Yeah, he's right. a good, he's a good player. If they got him in the second round, it's, a, it's not a bad player yeah, by any means. I just don't think it's just very... too early. Yeah. And then these ones aren't as talked about as much, but I just don't like them at all. Uh, the Packers in the second round uh, took Josh Myers, and he's a he's a center. Only problem is they took him over Creed Humphrey, who I think fills that need way better. Creed Humphrey, I. He might not come in and game, you know, be a game changer, but he's a lot better than Josh Myers. And Cowboys, they took Nashawn Wright, who's a cornerback. Then the immediate picks after him were Elijah Molden and I'm gonna get the same. Ifiadu Melfanwu. Uh, his brother plays on the Jets, I think. And both of them are better than him. They took Nashawn Wright because he's tall, and that makes no sense to me. They really like tall yeah. quarterbacks. Yeah. They've always liked them for some reason. Uh, Molden on the opposite side of Diggs would have been great, and they just yeah. didn't do it. Uh, my best picks, these are guys that more people are talking about. I said a bunch today. Slater, Chargers, great pick. Day one, great tackle. Uh, Chiefs, Nick Bolton. Uh, we talked about um, maybe like three episodes ago how much I like Nick Bolton, and he was a guy that people had mid first round, then late first round, then early second. He slipped to the end of the second to the Chiefs. Uh, the Chiefs, this whole draft, they want O-line and Nick Bolton. Nick Bolton as a linebacker on the defensive side is amazing for him. And then Browns, Owusu Kormoa. That's, that's a great pick. You can't ignore it. He was medically cleared, so I'm not worried about his heart condition. Mm-hmm. I'm, I mean, that depth, we talk about it all the time with the Browns, getting two great defensive players in the first two rounds. It's really impressive. Shout out to the Browns. Yeah. yeah. You want to go or you want me to go? You can go. Right. I'll go. Okay. I'll go. Uh, so, I think the worst pick in the whole draft, I agree with you, was Alex Leatherwood. I agree he's a good player, but I just think he was taken way too early. He was definitely not a first-round pick. I don't think so. Um, I really don't know what the Raiders were doing. Yeah. Uh, their second round, they figured it out, though. Yeah. If they literally yeah. switched their picks, I feel like they'd be good. Because yeah. they got Rig if they took him in the first. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, yeah, agreed. Yeah, I think that's pretty bad. Um, a really good pick, I think. I mean, it's big, but uh, so walk to the Lions. I love that pick. I think that's a really good pick. Um, you see <laughs> in the uh, the video, yeah, the GMs they were like freaking so out. hype. They're like crazy. That new ownership and general managing staff is awesome yeah. for the Lions. That's great. Yeah, they're really good. Um, I also really like. Elijah Vera Tucker going to the Jets, too. I think that's a really good pick. I think that was a good trade-up, too. Um, that's really, I mean, I think not really a bad pick, but just a questionable pick. Maybe Ben Sertain to the Broncos. I mean, they got a lot of quarterbacks there. They could have still on the board. Justin Fields. I mean, you had him there. Or even well, I Devontae mean, if they're getting Aaron Rodgers, then. <laughs> well, I think that was their plan. Yeah, yeah. But I don't think they're going to get I him. mean, talk to Bobby. Bobby, for listening. Yeah. What happened to your sources, bro? Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're almost there. Ninety-nine <laughs> percent yeah. for a thirty-six-year-old quarterback. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Really showing his true colors right now. <laughs> I think my three, maybe not the best picks, but three great picks. I think uh, Mo Rig. I mean, there were two safeties taken in front of him in that round: Holland and uh, Grant. I don't think they should have gone in front I, of him. I, I think Mo Rig, I, I had him in my first round. I think he was a first-round talent. I'll never understand that Richie Grant pick. I think one that's really slid under the radar is Asante Samuel going in the second round. Thanks. I think that's a great pick for the Chargers, especially losing out on, was it Casey Hayward? Yeah. I mean, we saw before this that he, I didn't even know that he left. So, I mean, I guess that fills their need. And I think, obviously, I like the Aziz Ojolari pick. I think that was a great pick for them. Yeah. And especially the Jeremiah pick, too, going two picks later. I think the whole second round, honestly, there were some great steals. Terrence Marshall, too. I mean, I'm really high on Terrence Marshall. I think he's the fifth best receiver in this draft, and I think he'll do great with the Panthers. Yeah, team's got their guys. Any opinions on worst picks, or just going to leave it at the best? I mean, I think in the first round, obviously, every year, it seems like the Raiders just yeah. they go for their guy. 
whether he's uh, good Worth enough to be not. picked yeah, there or yeah. not. Like Henry Ruggs <laughs> last year, yeah. we saw Minnesota laughing at them for that. Yeah. And I think, uh, honestly, I think the in the second round, Landon Dickerson, I mean, going fifth overall in that round, I don't think it's a terrible pick, but it's not my favorite pick, especially for the Eagles. I mean, obviously they have offensive line needs, but I feel like their defense, especially their secondary, has been so bad. The receivers have been so bad. And Elijah Moore being picked a couple picks before them, they had other great receivers available in that round. They could have picked Rondell Moore. Yeah. They could have picked Eskridge's, yeah. the boy, uh, Terrence Marshall, too. Uh, I mean, they had cornerbacks playing receiver. They had practice squad guys playing receiver. I think they needed to take a receiver in this draft, besides Smith, honestly. Yeah. Obviously, they get Smith, but I think they definitely needed two guys. I think this is one of the only situations where you could draft back-to-back receivers and that still be a good pick. Yeah. Yeah, I understand that. Super, They're super short of that position. Yeah. Uh, yeah, anything else draft-related we want to mention before we wrap it up? Okay. If the answer is no, that's okay. Um, I think overall, it was interesting to see this year. Obviously, there was surprise some, moves. I think yeah. it was a very surprising draft. I think it was more surprising because we expected so much to happen in the yeah. first 10 picks and nothing happened and yeah. then everything happened. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Also, just to note, uh, I, I did a draft grade for every team. We're probably not ever going to post about that, so I guess that one's for me. But I just, like, there's like three teams that did bad this whole draft. I feel like all the other teams, like... What are the three teams? I thought the Texans sucked because they had no picks. I yeah. thought the Packers sucked because... They didn't pick the right guys. They, they got Stokes in the first, which I'm not that upset about, but the rest of their draft was awful. And I had... It wasn't the Rams, because the Rams also had no picks. Ravens? Uh, nah, it was our... Ravens had decent And I, I had the Raiders down, because I liked the Moberg pick, and I didn't like anything else they did. Everyone else at least had an average to slightly below average draft for me. Even the Seahawks, they had three picks, and they got three guys... And honestly, like, I love the draft. I don't know everyone in the draft. They picked three guys I actually know by name with their three picks. So that's enough for me. They got one of my, I have uh, Trey Brown ranked as like my 100th ranked player. And they got him in like the sixth round. I'll show, shout out my friend Trey Brown. <laughs> but yeah, uh, anyways, yeah, that was a good draft for a lot of teams. I think most fans walk out pretty happy, especially Patriots fans that are, yeah. are stupid and think Mac Jones is the I best mean, quarterback in the draft. Yeah. I, I hope think, he's I hope he's good in the future, but... I, I don't know. think he's the best quarterback Pe- in the People draft, are saying he's better than Tiwa. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think the one thing that we see a lot, I mean, we saw Patriots fans say Cam Newton when he got released, they said, oh... This guy's terrible. Ha yeah. ha, he got released. He gets signed the next day. Patriots fans, oh, no. he's the MVP. Yeah. This is a Same Super thing Bowl with team. Mac Jones. Yeah, I know. Well, Mac Jones is actually going to do it. But... Yeah. I think, I mean, I said it a couple months ago, Mac Jones, Cam Newton, and Jarrett Sidham, probably one of the worst, <laughs> if not the worst. Um, well, that's better than Jubay last year. Uh, they released the other bum. Yeah. yeah. He wore number seven. I forget his yeah, name. I don't uh, <laughs> yeah. It's better than last year, just because I'd take Mac Jones over Brian yeah. Hoyer. That's it. And yeah, Jackson, and I don't, I don't know. I, yeah. too. Pretty close, though. No, it's yeah, no, it's comparable. You might have that Brian Hoyer career path. But I think at least the 49ers didn't take Mac Jones. Yeah. I think I still think that would have been the worst pick in NFL history. I had Trading that, up to get to him. I had that mocked, and just because I was betting on them being stupid, thank God. Yeah. Good for 49ers I mean, fans. Gotta be I've so had Mac right Jones now. to the Patriots the past three months. I already knew he was going to be on the Patriots, so yeah. I wasn't yeah. surprised by that. So does that wrap up the NFL? Yeah, uh, do we have anything else sports-related to even talk about? I got some MLB stuff. Yeah, let's go into MLB, and then let's wrap up the episode. So, the MLB this year has been quite surprising. <laughs> like, very, I'm surprised, everyone's surprised, analysts are surprised, so... Um, True, there's a lot going on. Let's we're about it. 30 games into the season. It's a regular, I think it's 150, so it's only 10 less. Um, but... The two top leaders in each league is the uh, the Athletics and the Giants, which is pretty surprising because the past couple seasons, those two have been very bad. Well, not really the Athletics, but the Giants mainly. Um, you see the Royals are doing really good, which is not surprising. They've kind of been in rebuild stage ever since uh, 2015 World Series. Um, and the Red Sox, which is... I, I... It's surprised because I, I was like, all right, we're last. Like, I don't even care. But we are on a hot streak right now. Um, they're doing really good. Uh, still, just the the rotation that's always been past couple years, that's just really bad. But we 
you know, the, we're playing Moneyball and it's working out so far, but, you know, it's all right. But Dodgers, they're doing good. They're falling a bit, though. Last 10, 3, and 7. Um, a couple injuries there, here and there, but I think it's not really something to worry about. Um, Padres doing really, really good. Tatis living up to the hype, but he's made a lot of errors lately, which is really not crazy concerning, but a little questionable for the money he's getting. Uh, I think I saw he had, like, the most errors in the first 15 games since like 1980 or something like that um, I, I have a question sorry to interject but what? i see this all the time on like i think cbs sports posts something about it and most people that watch our podcast probably more interested in basketball i only really know about basketball yeah. and football i see the comparison to the dodgers padres as like a lakers clipper sort of thing it's, it's exactly, exactly like that every single game they've played it's literally a world series game that's it's awesome. like you watch that game and it's just insane. Like they, the game the other day when they when the Padres won eight to seven in ten innings, it's, it's it was probably I watched it. It was one of the most craziest games I've watched. You know, it's it's really good because you have the powerhouse of the Dodgers, and then you have the really young bright star Tatis and his team. It's like the younger brother in the city. It literally yeah. reminds me a lot. Yeah. And I don't watch that much baseball, but I've watched pretty much all of those games. Yeah, it's it's crazy. Watching that game, they went to 10 innings. So that, yeah. I did watch that game. That was easily my favorite baseball game I I've think ever watched. It's 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 a shame that they're in, in the same league, but it's going to be really, really good to see which one comes out on top to make the World Series. Or even the, um, the Brewers are doing really good. They kind of picked it up from the first couple games and uh, so are the Cardinals, too. Seattle's doing good this year? Uh, he's question. doing pretty good, yeah. yeah. Um, again, just you see the normal teams in the bottom of the leaderboard. Um, Orioles, ta- Tigers, Rockies, not surprised, doing really bad this year after the Nolan Arenado trade. Eat shit, Bobby. <laughs> <laughs> um, very surprising this year is the Yankees' downfall, which is kind of crazy because they are really such a really great team, and, you know, they have... Big money. Cool, big money, yeah. They have... Very good players, and Garrett Cole, uh, Rodis Chapman, um, Aaron Judge, Giancarlo Stanton, Gloria Tubes, and even Gary Sanchez, but he's been not a really great catcher this season. He's I, I saw a post, you know, he hasn't really been doing great um, behind the plate, you know, blocking balls, and really not showing a lot of effort out there, but you know what they say. What do they say? I don't know. What do they say about blocking balls? <laughs> yeah. Uh... Toronto's trying to, turn, uh, trying to turn things around. They're second in the East. Um, Bo Bichette really living up to the hype right now. He's doing really good so far, and he's really turning up player that he could be. He's still really young, but give him like a year or two to really come out, and I think he's going to be top five players in the MLB right now. Yeah. Again, Mike Trout showing that he's the best player in baseball ever, leading every category and hitting besides like home runs insane um yeah he's crazy (laughs) but still they're in the bottom leaderboard which they added a few guys but it's a shame because i think if he stays in the angels he'll never win a world series which is really sad because he's the best player ever um you know it's just it's a really really fun season so far especially the way the game's changing um you see we're seeing a lot more super teams now um, but it's really fun. A lot of surprises. A lot of, oh, I know this is going to happen. But, yeah, it's definitely going to get, once we get middle of the season and towards playoffs, it's going to be really, really fun to watch. Um, especially as teams like the Rays start to come up and Cleveland's doing pretty good. Um, Washington, you know, there's like, there's just like a couple like divisions, like the NFC East and the NFL. Like, they're like, yeah. like some divisions are bad like that and... <laughs> no offense. <laughs> Sorry, bro. <laughs> uh, so you're saying the division that has the most Super Bowls? <laughs> yes, well, from like 1930. Um, but that's yeah, that's because of the Cowboys. Yeah, <laughs> Cowboys dusty ass rings <laughs> carry that. <laughs> Giants have four. Okay, yeah. but um, you see, the batting average Mike Trout has is hitting. 400 which is Jesus ridiculous Jesus. like 300 is insanely good and you're hitting 400 like it's yeah. crazy um home run leaders jd martinez doing really good uh there's a bunch of people tied for first chris bryant ronald acuna and shohai otani and he's like mainly a pitcher but he's very good you know got in the angels yep. yep uh ever since coming to the league he's been super good you know he's really with the with the tommy john surgery last year He's yep. doing pretty good this he's year. He's got the MLB road to the show storyline. He's playing yeah. both sides. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so it's just a really fun season so far. 
I'm really surprised. Not to be like biased, but like I'm really surprised and I'm really happy the Red Sox are doing really good this year because everyone thought they're gonna be very bad. Um, same with the Giants; they're doing very, very good. And you see, kind of what? Let's go. Yeah, Let's go. White Sox are doing really <laughs> good too. Um, Mariners are doing pretty good so far, but they usually do good in the beginning of the season and then yeah, plummet. Um, Shout out Ichiro. <laughs> He's yeah. my favorite baseball player of all time for no reason. <laughs> Love Ichiro. Yeah, but you know. Probably, probably won't talk about it for a little bit until something major happens, but... It's a good check-in point, yeah. you know? Power Coming rankings come out, you yeah. know? Yeah. And, yeah. It'll be, I mean, Giants, the top team, it'll be interesting to see where Kadarius Tony plays. <laughs> <laughs> Versatile player, so it'll be interesting. <laughs> yeah, but literally, Dodgers are doing very bad the past two weeks, and they're still number one in the power rankings at MLB because the MLB just loves the Dodgers. <laughs> it's so annoying. Shout out Matty Ford. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I think that kind of wraps up the episode. Yeah, I, pretty smooth. Uh, yeah, Cam, you want to wrap it up? Good point. Yeah, thanks everyone for listening. You know, it's really good to be back here after a couple weeks absent, but we'll try to keep it up lately on every week. Back like we never left. Yep. Thanks everyone for listening to episode 11 of the Nosebleeds podcast. You can follow us on the IG at the underscore nosebleeds underscore podcast. And we'll see you next week. All right, Nosebleeds out. Mamba out.